0: In the name of Allah, the Most Beneficent, the Most Merciful. I testify that there is no true God worthy of worship except Allah, and that Muhammad is Allah's true slave and messenger. We continue the explanation of Surah Yasin, and we have reached uh, verse number twenty-eight. Verse number twenty-eight. Allah Taala. وَمَا أَنزَلْنَا عَلَىٰ قَوْمِهِ مِنْ بَعْدِهِ مِنْ جُنْدٍ من السَّمَاءِ وَمَا كُنَّا مُنْزِلِينَ Which means, and we sent not against his people after him. مِنْ جُنْدٍ من السَّمَاءِ Here it's translated as a host from heaven, nor do we send such a thing. this is a reference to the person who is a believer, or who who was a believer. The believer who admonished his people to believe in the messengers sent to them, as was explained previously, and after they killed him. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying that and we sent not against his people after him, after this believer, sama meaning no angels were sent. Jund meaning the angels. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala did not send after him any angel, and angels are junoodullahi azza wa jalla. As Allah Subhanahu wa Taala mentioned in Surat Al-Muddasser, seventy-four, verse thirty-one. Wa ma yalamu junooda rabbika illahu. not know the hosts of your Lord but He and also in Surah As-Safat Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in 37 173 in Surah As-Safat 37 173 وَإِنَّ جُنْدَنَا Lahumul الْغَالِبُونَ And that our hosts, they very would be the victors So they are are the angels Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not send Any angels to destroy Those people who belied the messengers Because They Were baser to consider even sending them a messenger or rather angels to destroy them and this is particular to this nation because we know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in other circumstances He sent angels As in the battle of Badr And as in the battle of Hunayn And as in the battle of the Ahzab The confederates Allah sent wind And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent angels here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is showing that these people were so too low too base and this is a humiliation to them this is the correct meaning of this verse This is the correct meaning. Although some of the scholars had mentioned that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not send a revelation to them. But this meaning is the correct meaning. Rather, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continues to say in the next verse, in Kanat illa saihatan wa hidatan faida hum khamidun. It was but only one saiha, one shout, and lo, they all were silent, dead, destroyed. So there was no need to send to them any angels to destroy them. One single shout. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not tell us here who was the one who made this sayha, this shout. Although some scholars had mentioned that he was Jibreel alayhi salam. And we cannot affirm this, except with a proof. And since there is no specification to the person or to the one who made this sayha, shout, so what we affirm is that it was one single shout and they were all destroyed. The benefits of this verse. First benefit Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala may send the angels to destroy the believers of His message and of His messengers. And this is concluded from the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this case with these people, Allah negated sending them a messenger, or negating sending them angels, and therefore we know that this is possible with others, as it is the case, so this is the point, Allah may send the angels to destroy the Belayas of his messengers, Second benefit The abode of the angels are the heavens. Because in this verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said. Minas Sama from heavens. The abodes of the angels are the heavens, and we sent not against his people after him a host from heaven. Minas Sama. This is in origin but it may be that they may descend to the earth as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said concerning leylatul qadr the night of decree in surah al-qadr Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said tanazzalul malayikatu wal Ruhu Fiha." in chapter mm-hmm. 97 verse 4 and as like and also like the angels who are protectors of the children of adam those who protect the children of adam and those who record their deeds and those who record the coming of the believers to the Friday prayer. Stand by the doors of the mosques recording those who come in early. as the angels we repeat because of the sound problem as the angels who protect the children of Adam and those who record their deeds like those who stand by the doors of the mosques on Friday recording those who come to the Jum'ah prayer and the like The next benefit. The next benefit. Now, making clear the low level and the base degree, decree, the base degree and level of those who belie the messengers. And the benefit, the next benefit, making clear the greatness of Allah Azza wa Jal, because He referred to Himself in the plural by saying, "Wama anzalna, we, wama kunna munzilin," again. Referring to himself by we. This does not mean in any way that this refers to many gods, as the Christians say, and in response. This means magnification of himself by referring to himself as we. And this shows that they took by al-mutashabe, that which may not be clear, and blinded themselves from the muhkam, the clear verses, where Allah Subhanahu wa Taala referred to Himself. In a lahakum lwaid as in Surah Al Safat thirty seven Chapter four Inna a lahakum lwaid And verily, your God is one. And as in Surat An Nisa, Chapter 4, verse 171 In Namallahu Wahid, In Namallahu Ilahu Wahid. having a sound problem indeed As and for Allah is the only one ilah Also as in the saying of Allah عز وجل In Surah Al-Maidah chapter 5 verse 73 Chapter 5 verse 73 لقد كفر الذين قالوا إِنَّ اللَّهَ ثَالِفُ ثَلَاثَةَ قَدْ الَّذِينَ قَالُوا إِنَّ اللَّهَ disbelievers are those who said Allah is the third or three but the Christians like others of people of deviation follow that which is unclear from the Quran seeking fitna seeking fitna mischief and if one follows the opinions of the Christians and others regarding the textual proofs in the Quran and the Sunnah, would be really amazed. But this brings forth a very important matter to the people who are seekers of knowledge, is to strengthen their knowledge in order to refute these shubuhats, these doubts, because these Christians are almost everywhere amongst Muslim communities. They spread their poisoned opinions amongst Muslims using different means of media pamphlets, recordings, tapes, etc. calling to adopt Christianity using very organized media utilizations if these things fall in the hands of people who are ignorant although it is very remote that it can change them to Christianity but however would bring forth doubts and misconceptions regarding such a creed and its people and people may feel comfortable towards them in terms of their beliefs so therefore Muslims nowadays should guard themselves with the weapon of knowledge which is established upon textual proofs and intellect as well because these people come through what they consider to be intellectual proofs and therefore it is not sufficient for the seeker of knowledge to only base the refutation on textual proofs, rather it must be a textual proof as well as an intellectual one the textual proofs may be sufficient and should be for the believers whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had addressed in surah al-Ahzab 33-36 وما كان لمؤمن ولا مؤمنة إذا قضى الله ورسوله أمرا أن يكون لهم الخيرة من أمرهم It is not for a believer man or woman when Allah and his messenger have decreed a matter that they should have any option in their decision and whoever disobeys Allah and his messenger he has indeed strayed in a plain error. However with respect to the believer, the textual proof may be not sufficient because in fact basically he does not believe in that and therefore he needs intellectual proofs to refute his evidences so back to the point here is that in these verses where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala referred to himself by we this is for magnification and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is one and unique and the only true God worthy of being worshipped and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the same one who imputed kufr on those who claimed that he is one of three as previously cited in surah al-ma'idah chapter 5 verse 73 لَقَدْ كَفَرَ الَّذِينَ قَالُوا إِنَّ اللَّهَ ثَالِثُ the next benefit in this verse there is proof that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala destroyed these people by one single shout unrepeated one single shout destroying them all if someone says what type of shout was that we say Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best as to the kind of this, of this shout Allah kept it from us what's important is that it is one shout and it is possible that they were commanded to be destroyed what's important again it is a single shout and therefore they were all destroyed and this brings another benefit the perfect ability of Allah Azza wa and that anyone who opposes him no matter how great he may be then his destruction is easy to Allah everything in one single world ta'ala in surah al-qamar chapter 54 verse 50 inna kulla shay'in وَمَا أَمْرُنَا إِلَّا وَاحِدَةً كَلَمْحٍ بِالْبَصَرِ أنا our commandment is but one and as the twinkling of an eye twinkling of the eye so if Allah says to something be he says to it kun be and it will be it will come to existence as the twinkling of an eye indicating the greatness of Allah Allah is able to destroy creation by one single shout without doing any action. One shout that cuts the hearts into pieces. إِمْ كَانَتْ إِلَّا صَيْحَةً واحد. And this shows also the submissiveness of everything to His greatness, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Such that He does not repeat what He intends. Illa صَيْحَةً وَحِنٍ only one single say. That's why Allah emphasized it by saying, Wahida one. Meaning that they did, there was no need to repeat it to destroy them. And such everything that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands universally, it does not need repetition. as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated earlier in Surah Al-Qamar and Our commandment is but one as the twinkling of an eye. And this should also bring another reminder for us. That when people turn to Allah Then they would fear none From the creation No matter how great This person or this nation may be And from this benefit is that this uh, this صيحة, this shout, destroyed them all. No one remained, because Allah Subhanahu wa Taala said at the end of verse 29, فَإِذَا هُمْ خَامِدُونَ. All of them, فَإِذَا هُمْ خَامِدُونَ. None remained. No single one. It was but one Sayha and all the all were silent dead, destroyed another benefit is deduced from this verse that the seizing of the souls by the souls of the children of Adam, by the angel of death is far greater than what we could even imagine because if someone says how can he seize all these souls which will come to be silent all at once the answer this word of how in the matters of the unperceived realities of the unseen has no relevance because we cannot in any way contemplate these matters in our senses or by our senses so therefore every matter of the unseen don't say how or kaifa. how is it and that's why when it was mentioned to Imam Malik Rahimahullah ta'ala concerning the istiwa of Allah, the rising of Allah above the throne. When he was asked, Kaifa, Kaifa stawa, how did he, Allah, make the istiwa? he said الكيف غير معقول the how is something uncomprehensible meaning we cannot comprehend by our intellect so there is no point in asking about it, and we shouldn't ask about it. but on the other hand he affirmed that the meaning is true This verse 36:29 it was but one sayha, and they all were silent this refutes the saying of those who said that the city to which these messengers were sent were sent is antioch this is refuted by this verse so this verse 3629 refutes the argument that the name of the city is antioch because the messengers of Isa who were sent to Antioch were after Musa And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not completely annihilate and destroy any nation after sending the Torah I will repeat because the messengers sent by Isa السلام, to Antioch where after Musa salatu And Allah the Most High did not destroy Did not Completely destroy Any nation after the Torah was revealed This is what is said by many scholars Based upon the verse In Surah Al-Qasas 28 43 where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says وَلَقَدْ آتَيْنَ مُوسَى الْكِتَابَ مِنْ بَعْدِ مَا أَهْلَكْنَا الْقُرُونَ الْأُولَى and indeed we gave Musa the book after we had destroyed the generations of old So therefore, this verse indicates that Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala did not destroy, entirely destroy, any generation after the revelation of the Torah. And this verse we are discussing, thirty six twenty nine, fa Hum khamidun, and they were all silent, destroyed, dead, indicates that they were completely destroyed Then Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala says In the next verse verse number 30 Ya hasratan 'ala al-ibad Ma ya'tihim ma illā kānū bihi yestahziun. يا حسرة على العباد. Alas for mankind. There never came a messenger to them, but they used to mock at him. الحسرة يا حسرة على العباد. الحسرة. It means شدة الندم والتألم والحزن. It means intense regret and pain and sorrow and grief. On what had passed. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in this sense in Surah Al-Baqarah 2, 166, 167. If the Barra Al-Ladina Tubiau, Mina Ladina Tabau, Wara'a Wul Athab, Wataqatat Bihimul Asbab, Wakala Ladina Tabau, Lau Annalana Karratan, فنتبرأ منهم كما تبرأوا منا كذلك يريهم الله أعمالهم حسرات عليهم And those who were followed disowned, declared themselves innocent, of those who followed them, and they see the torment, then all their relations will be cut off from them, and those who followed will say, "If only we had one more chance to return to this worldly life, we should disown, declare ourselves innocent from them as they have disowned, declared themselves innocent from us, Thus Allah will show. Thus, Allah will show them their deeds as regrets for them, and they will never get out of the fire. Here, in this verse, in Surah Yasin, ya hasratan al Ibad. alas, it is said that those who mentioned this statement were the ones who believed, and that they were showing regret and it is mentioned on the other hand that this regret is from the followers of the messengers meaning from the believer and the like and it is also said that this is from Allah Azza wa But this does not mean that Allah is qualified with this. But it means that He, Subhanahu wa Ta'ala, makes clear the regret by these people upon themselves, a regret befalling them. So, they will regret their belying, and this meaning is closer to the context. And this also fits, because since regret involves sorrow and pain, we know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala His Ah is high above that. And therefore this entails that the meaning is regret befalling them for their belying. Ya Al العباد Al-ibad This ibad refers to the general Ubudiyya Not the particular one Because the particular one there is no regret upon its people The particular Ubudiyya to Allah it is specific to the believers And we have discussed this many times that the Ubudiyya is of two types, general and particular So in this case, with respect to this verse (laughs) يَاحَسْرَةً عَلَى الْعِبَادِ Allah's for mankind Here the عبودية is general However it is of the general type The general type Directed At Particular Ones And this refers to those who belied قال Ta'ala تعالى ما يأتيهم من رسول إلا كانوا به يستهزئون. In verse thirty, there never came a messenger to them but they used to mock at him. Messenger, الرسول. With most people of knowledge, a Rasul is a human who received revelation and who was commanded to propagate. This is the definition by most of the people of knowledge regarding the term ar Rasul, the messenger. Also, a Rasul refers sometimes to an angel messenger. For in fact, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala named Jibril alayhi salam a messenger, as in Surah al-Takwir, 81, 19, and 20. إنه لقول رسول كريم ذي قوة عند ذي العرش مكين. This is the word by a most honorable messenger, brought by by a most honorable messenger, meaning جبريل عليه السلام. Honor of power and high rank with Allah. The benefits of this verse this verse indicates the intense regret, sorrow, and pain of the believers to the messengers. The second benefit those who belied the messengers will certainly see that their deeds are regrets for them and the next benefit affirming the justice of Allah Azza wa Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not punish anyone except for his sins In fact, He, the Most High, may even forgive the sins if they are lesser than the shirk. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated in Surah Fatah 35-24 Allah la لَا an أَنْ يُشْرَكَ wa وَيَغْفِرُ مَا دُونَ ذَلِكَ لِمَنْ yashā. Already we have sent Surah Fatiha. No. No, no. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala does not forgive that partners be set with Him in worship and that He forgives for whomever He wishes that which is lesser than that and from the benefits of this verse affirming the messengership and that the message is general in every community As Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala also stated in that verse is Surah An-Nisa, sorry, 448. As Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala stated in Surah Fatr, وَإِنْ مِنْ أُمَّةٍ إِلَّا خَلَافٍ فِيهَا نَذِيرٌ, and there never was a nation but a warner had passed among them, establishing proofs and evidences against them. in case they be lying and from the benefits of this verse mocking the messengers is kuf is disbelief which entails punishment because the context of this verse is about people who belied the messengers and they were destroyed, all of them. Therefore, this indicates that mocking the prophets and messengers is kuf, is disbelief. This is even further proven in Surah at chapter 9, verses 65 and 66. Qul abillahi <laughs> wa ayatihi kuntum taftahizun lata ta'tathiru qad kafartum ba'da imanikum If you ask them they declare we were only t- talking idly and joking, say, was it as Allah and his ayat, and his signs, and revelation, etc., and his messenger that you were mocking, make no excuse, you have disbelieved after you had believed. So therefore, mocking the books is kuf, is disbelief. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, ayati his signs, and also mocking Anything of the sharia, any part of the sharia, even a single one, is kufr. Because mocking one part, one single part of sharia is mocking at it all. As it is the case if one disbelieves in one part of sharia, or a single element of sharia, then this means a kufr, disbelief in the entire Sharia. Allah Taala, Allah Subhan Taala, the Most High says in Surah Al-Baqarah, in two eighty-five, "Afa tuminoon bi ba'd al wa takfurun bi ba'd." Then do you believe in a part of the scripture and reject the rest? Waqar Allah Ta'ala in Surah An Nisa, chapter 4, verse 150 and 151. In the ladina yaqfuruna billahi wa rusulihi, wa yuriduna ayyufarriku bainallahi wa rusulihi. وَيَقُولُونَ نُؤْمِنُ بِبَعْضٍ وَنَكْفُرُ بِبَعْضٍ وَيُرِيدُونَ أَنْ يَتَخِذُوا بَيْنَ ذَلِكَ سَبِيلًا أُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْكَافِرُونَ حَقًّا وَأَعْتَدْنَا لِلْكَافِرِينَ عَذَابًا مُهِينًا Very, those who disbelieve in Allah and His messengers and wish to make distinction between Allah and His messengers by believing in Allah and disbelieving in His messengers, saying, We believe in some but reject others. And we wish to adopt a way in between. They are in truth disbelievers and we have prepared for the disbelievers a humiliating torment so anyone who believes in the message but rejects one single part of it then he commits kufr in all of it and anyone who mocks at one sharia, one part of sharia rather or the brought by the messengers Even in a matter which may not be obligatory Even in a matter which could be recommended only If he mocks at it, then he commits kufr Because there can be no belief, faith In some part and rejecting other parts In fact, anyone who hates What Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Brought down from the revelation and sharia then commits kufr, and the evidence is in the saying of Allah in Surat Muhammad, Sallallahu Alayhi Wasallam, forty-seven verse nine. ذلك بأنهم كرهوا كرهوا ما أنزل الله فأحبط أعمالهم فأحبط أعمالهم. That is because they hate that which Allah has sent down So He has made their deeds fruitless And when the deeds become fruitless They become fruitless only in case of kufr Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said In Surah Al-Baqarah In 2, 217 وَمَن يَرْتَدِدْ مِنْكُمْ عَنْ دِينِهِ فَيَمُتْ وَهُوَ كَافِرٌ فَأُولَئِكَ أَعْمَالُهُمْ فِي الدُّنْيَا وَأُولَئِكَ أَصْحَابُ فِيهَا And whosoever of you turns back from his religion and dies as a disbeliever Then his deeds will be lost, fruitless, in this life and the hereafter so, and they will be the dwellers of the fire. They will abide therein. So, the great this matter is a great matter. It's not an easy one. And therefore, the person must accept and be pleased with all that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had revealed. So, he is pleased and accepts the obligation of salah and the forbiddance of alcoholic drinks and the obligation of zakah and the forbiddance of riba of usually and so on and so forth everything we must accept and be pleased with and if you act accordingly you are rewarded and if you abandon you are punished and deserve that if the matter you abandoned is a wajib an obligation and in case this wajib the abandonment of which is kufr, then if you abandon that then the person commits kufr for example the person must believe that Arniba usually is forbidden if he denies the forbidden the prohibition of usually, then he commits kufr. Or if he does not accept its prohibition, then also he commits kufr. On the other hand, if he believes in its prohibition and accepts that, but he commits riba, then in this case he does not commit kufr and the ruling upon him is like the ruling on the act of disobedience meaning it is an act of disobedience in this case and from the benefits of this verse no messenger was sent except that From his nation, there were those who mocked at him and those who believed in him. Yet still, from the messengers, there were those who no one believed in them. No one believed in them. As in the case of the hadith, where the Prophet ﷺ said, وَالنَّبِيُّ وَلَيْسَ مَعَهُ أَحْدٌ that is on the day of resurrection the prophets will come and there will be the prophet and no one with him meaning no one believes in him so mocking on the other hand occurred to every messenger to each messenger case what's the ruling upon those who insult Allah Azza or his messenger Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم is the Tawbah repentance from this acceptable or not two opinions first opinion it is not acceptable rather he is to be killed as someone who turned away from religion and therefore he is not to be washed nor to be shrouded and no prayers to be offered no funeral prayer upon him and should not be buried with Muslims and his affair in the hereafter is left to Allah if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows and he knows that he repented sincerely then Allah will not punish him then otherwise he will be punished in the hereafter this is this opinion is the known opinion from the madhab of Imam Ahmad rahimahullah from the school of thought of Imam Ahmad The second opinion The repentance Of the one who mocks At Allah Azza Or at his messenger Is correct However the one who mocks the messenger Muhammad is to be killed. And as to the one who insults Allah or mocks at him, then he is not to be killed. And this is the correct opinion. In fact, if the person insults Allah or his messenger, or mocks at them then he commits kufr if he repents his repentance is acceptable however he is to be killed if he insulted or mocked at the messenger but not with Allah, meaning if he insults Allah or mocks at him what's the difference in this case, you may ask what's the difference in this case you may ask, the difference is mocking the messenger وسلم, and insulting him is a personal right is a personal right to the Messenger, والسلام, meaning. However, mocking at Allah and insulting him, this is a matter, this is a right of Allah that belongs to Allah. And Allah told us that He accepts the Tawbah from all and so if Allah accepts the tawbah then this lifts what it entails in this case the killing however the one who insults the messenger عليه الصلاة والسلام we don't know we don't know whether the messenger عليه الصلاة والسلام will drop his right and pardons him and that's why we have to take the right of the Prophet and apply the punishment on him this is the difference between the two situations and this is the opinion of Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah ta'ala we stop here we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make this a benefit for myself and for all of you walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen wa sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam